Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3, grain elevators in Saskatchewan are open for business and want to buy your grain. Find a G3 grain elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. Well, today we take a look at the latest crop report from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Seeding is virtually complete. It's at 98%. We also take a look at hail and hail claims. There's been at least one claim so far, and this is very early in the season. Pest monitoring, we have a feature there. And as well, we take a look at pulse crop production. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. The latest Saskatchewan crop reports is seeding is virtually complete across the province. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Sarah Tetland says most areas had some welcome rain during the past week. Seeding is virtually virtually complete throughout the province. Provincially, 98% of the crop is seeded. Um, some parts in the northern regions that have been receiving more rainfall have had delays finishing up seeding in that region, but for the most part, it's done in these areas too. And there are still a few fields that are being seeded for green feed and silage for cattle feed. What areas had rain this past week? So there was rainfall throughout the province. For surely in the northwest and west central regions, they received quite a bit more rainfall. So in the St. Wahlberg area, which is in the northwest region, they received the most rainfall, and that was 154 millimeters. Was there any localized flooding? Yeah, there was. There was localized flooding uh, reported in both the northwest and west central regions. In these regions, a lot of farmers were happy to get that rain. It was getting quite dry, but some areas did have localized flooding, and they do have water sitting in their fields now. So what's the topsoil moisture rating? So the topsoil moisture rating is, for cropland topsoil moisture, it is rated as 5% surplus, 74% adequate, 20% short, and 1% very short. And then the hay and pastureland topsoil moisture is rated as 6% surplus, 60% adequate, 29% short, and 5% very short. How is crop emergence? So crop emergence in most parts of the province are going quite well. There is some delayed emergence of the smaller seeded crops, such as canola, and that is due to the strong winds that have been drying out the topsoil moisture in those uh, in those fields. So when we look at the staging of different crops throughout the province, 17% of the fall cereals are reported as being in the shot blade or the flag leaf stage, and 22% are heading out. 52% of the spring cereals are emerging, and 34% are tillering. 45% of the canola is emerging, and 34% is in the seedling stage. And 21% of the flax is in the seedling stage. 
And then 54% of the pulse crops are emerging and 42% are in the vegetative stage. Overall, how would you rate the crops this week? With that moisture that a lot of areas received, uh, that will improve uh, the development of crops. It was getting quite dry and there was still some cool nighttime temperatures. So this was delaying development. But hopefully with that rain and with warmer t temperatures in the forecast for this next week, the crops will continue to grow and do well. What were the main causes of crop loss this past week? The majority of crop damage this week was due to strong winds, dry soil conditions, flea beetles and cutworms, as well as that localized flooding in areas that did receive quite a bit of rainfall. Are many farmers reseeding? There aren't a lot of farmers reseeding right now, but some farmers have been reporting that they are reseeding due to flea beetles and cutworm damage. So there are flea beetles and cutworms reported throughout all areas of the province. The damage caused by these insects varies. Some people are just seeing it out there and aren't seeing too much damage, but some farmers have been reporting that they need to be reseeding. What areas seem to be hardest hit? It, it really varies. All the regions kind of have been reporting that they are getting quite a bit of damage and um, they are, have been spraying. So I don't think I could pinpoint a region that has the most damage. It really just depends on the field and the specific farmer. Sarah Tetland compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Selford Group. Get the best price on new Selford equipment before July 3rd. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Ottawa says it will now release details explaining how officials for Agriculture Canada decided to scratch grain dryers from the list of carbon tax exemptions for farmers. Earlier Tuesday, Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau cited internal analysis used to determine the carbon tax applied to grain dryers, saying it would cost an individual farm between $210 to $819 a year. That's far less than what farmers say they're paying. The Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan's Todd Lewis said this past winter saw some farmers fork over up to $10,000 in carbon tax for grain dryer operations. The Prairie Pest Monitoring Network will be expanding and modernizing the way it shares information. Co-chair Megan Vankoski says they will be moving from a blog format to a new website. The website is basically adapted from the blog, but it has some, some new interfaces and some new features. We will officially be moving um, to using the website to communicate all of our weekly updates and monitoring protocols and all of the other information that uh, subscribers have come to expect from the Prairie Pest Monitoring Network. Vankoski says they should be using the website to communicate pest updates by the end of this month. Recent rain is increasing the risk of fusarium head blight across the northern growing region of Saskatchewan. Sask Wheat has a daily map which shows the higher risk areas. The northwest corner of the grain belt, including Meadow Lake, is in the high category. The moderate category includes North Battleford, Prince Albert, areas north of Saskatoon, Humboldt, Melfort, Tisdale, Nipawin, and Hudson Bay. All areas to the south are in the low fusarium risk category. Saskweed says the map should not be taken as a standalone tool to make management decisions about fusarium head blight. Consultation with your local agrologist can determine if a fungicide application will be needed. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Joining me right now to talk about the markets, it is Wendy White of Viterra. Let, let's start off here with the, with the corn market. There's like such a wide range of opinion on which direction corn is headed. We can all agree on one thing. There is lots of supply. The question is, what about demand? And that, that, that's really unanswered at this point. Yes, corn is the king. It's uh, going to be the leading indicator for following of all other commodities. Right now, I've been really watching the funds money and uh, where that flow of money is going to. And in they're not in corn. If anything, they are. we have a large corn short position that really shows how bearish the corn market is with the amount of speculative money that is shorting that market right now. Um, we're putting in 95 million acres is the newest number. Yields coming out of the U.S. are looking to be significant. If they are true and it does come um, through of this yield, we're going to have another massive corn crop. 1920 carryout was large, and now our year of 2021 looks like it's going to continue to grow. The corn short does have one other side of the equation that should there be some type of, well, there's only two stories that ever cause a fund rally. One is weather, and the other is significant demand from China. If any of those stories, and I'm going to repeat stories because they don't have to be true, they don't have to be facts, if any of those come with this large short position, there could be a very short-term um, blip in this market that we react really quickly to as they buy back some of their profits and then get back into a short position. But other than that, this corn market, and we have a WASDA report and a USDA report coming out on the 11th, which is tomorrow. I think on the corn supply, there'll be some adjustments, and we will likely see adjustments to the ethanol demand when we really saw that market crash during our shutdown of COVID. So maybe the corn supply will be increased again, and then some more bad news for that corn market with large production coming in the U.S., Brazil again and South America is growing more and more corn as well. So we'll see some increases to the global corn and then the adjustment to the ethanol demand. Um, so corn is not looking great. And I can apply that to all of the commodities. There is really no fundamental support for a bull market here with the stocks that we're seeing uh, available. We have a burdensome supply and demand is down still with our COVID. We don't know how the world's going to react to that economic shutdown during the COVID. And, and, and how much does the run that we've had up, you know, upwards in the equity market, how much does that hurt us on the commodity side as well? Because we, we've got all that money flowing into equities and we can have a long debate about whether or not this rally is warranted in the equities, but that, that has to hurt the bullish scenario for the commodity side, doesn't it? Yeah, well, what it's doing is it's creating a real disconnect between the supply that is burdensome that we just talked about and then um, sort of this hope of what is the market actually doing. It's very confusing. It's a real disconnect with this huge no fundamental support because of the supply and demand, yet we see this thriving stock market. 
I do tend to watch two things. Um, I've, I've been watching the commodity, the CRB index, Commodity Research Bureau index, and during the shutdown, it did fall uh, significantly. But you have now seen this week it's rallied up 37 percent. That is heavily energy weighted as well. But you can see that the ag commodities did follow that trend as well, that they did come up um, slightly during that. Where is that money going? It is a stimulus. Where is that money coming from? Pardon me. It is a stimulus package money. It is the fund money that's coming out of ag commodities. And it's going into this equity market as the money is trying to find the best place for a return right now. I think it's so important that our farm customers understand that their net price that they're receiving for their grain on the farm is not going to be reflected by the stock market. The stock market is not the economy. We have a significant decrease to demand of the goods that our farmers are producing. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Canola and its beautiful bright yellow flower blankets the prairies every growing season with 20 million plus acres. There's one place you need to go to get all your canola agronomic information, canolaschool.com. That's where you'll find all you need to know about seeding, disease, weeds and insects, harvest and marketing. Engaging and informative content all at your fingertips when you need the information. Visit canolaschool.com brought to you by Invigor Hybrid Canola and BSF Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today Sunny skies, wind north 20, the high 24 degrees. Wind east 30 kilometers per hour and the low 9 degrees tonight. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50 and a high of 27. Windy, the low 17. Saturday, sunny and windy, the high 33, the low 19. Sunday, cloudy, 40% chance of showers, the high 29. 60% chance of evening showers Sunday, the low 14. Monday, sunny with a high 21, the low 13. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 25, the low 13. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 23. Normal high for this date, 23. The normal low is 9. The sun rose at 4.47 this morning. It sets at 9.09 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Weyburn at 25 degrees. The cold spot, Collins Bay at 6 Estevan is 24 degrees, Saskatoon 17, Swift Current 22, Weyburn 25, Yorkton is 18 degrees. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 9, gusting to 27. Humidity is 34%, the barometer rising 101.9. Sunny and Moose Jaw 23, winds are from the north-northwest at 9. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable, SMHI isn't. 
It's early in the season, but there's already been a crop damage hail claim on the prairies. Bruce Lowe is the CEO of Ag Direct Hail. He says hail claims were numerous last year and is hoping for a better year in 2020. He was asked about changes in coverage and premiums. It was a bad hail year last year. Uh, all of all of the uh, the companies that participated in, in providing hail coverage to hardworking prairie farmers saw some, you know, it was some difficult losses. And uh, so there was, a, you know, for us, very, very small increases, uh, if any. But I think probably the biggest change has been the uh, the competition and, and their business models. Um, specifically, um, you may have heard that uh, some of our competitors are now are copying Ag Direct Hail after seven years giving us a free shot at direct and online. Uh, a couple of companies decided they wanted to copy our model, which uh, you know we take that as uh, the highest form of flattery. Uh, we're pleased to have others join uh, in what we're doing, and uh, uh, it's been uh, you know it's as I said, it's uh, we, we've been at it for seven years, so we believe we per- perfected the whole online experience, and, and we're looking forward to continue to do that for our hardworking farmers. So, are there many changes at all to premiums or coverage? Not, you know, not really from a coverage standpoint. Uh, as I said, it's, uh, you know, maybe some upward pressure. Some companies might have gone up uh, more than uh, Ag Direct has. I can't comment. Uh, but, um, you know, as I said, when you come off the kind of year that we had, it was an interesting year last year, Jim, from the perspective that virtually every province had, uh, you know, some really significant losses. There was no cover. <laughs> there was nowhere to hide for any of the insurance companies. Alberta was as bad as Saskatchewan, was as bad as Manitoba. And sometimes one province buoys the other one and, and, and evens things out a little bit, but not last year. And then, of course, we had, you know, the, the kind of finish to the season that we did where we saw about 8 million acres stuck out there uh, for farmers. It was a tough year last year for farmers. And, and in talking to our customers, you know, because I enjoy doing that, you know, we've been talking probably 100 customers a day, and they say, you know, we all say the same thing. Let's just have a regular year this year. Let's just have good moisture. Let's just have good, you know, uh, you know everything from the conditions. Let's just, let's just have a normal year. That'd be, the farmers deserve it. Of course, it's quite early. Seeding's just basically wrapped up or wrapping up. Any hail claims at all so far? Yep. Uh, we had our first claim, literally, uh, we had a customer buy, and two days later out in Alberta, they filed the claim, which is which is absolutely fine by us. We're pleased to be there uh, for them. It was a new customer with us, as we've had a lot of new customers join Ag Direct this year. And then I had that heartbreaking call, Jim, that I hate, the call from the the customer who uh, didn't quite put his coverage on time and had a hailstorm, and uh, he's been a long-time customer of ours, and we're going to try to see if we can figure out a way to help him out and uh, get out there and assess the damage before we uh, we put coverage on. But, you know, i got to remind farmers, typically most companies don't insure hailed crops, so don't get caught short because there's nothing worse than getting that phone call to say, Bruce, can you help me out? Here's what happened. Uh, probably my least my least favorite call. How is business this spring? It's a different year. I mean, COVID-19 has had an impact on the whole economy. How about you? Well, interestingly for us, Ag Direct, you know, because we've always been direct and online, uh, farmers can go on and easily create an application for coverage from the comfort of their own home. It's, it's always been that way, that business as usual for us. What we are seeing is the late seeding has resulted in late hail coverage. Um, you know, I'm talking to guys that are just finishing seeding now, and uh, it's interesting that, you know, how, how delayed it is. Normally, I would suggest we're probably about two weeks behind right across the prairies as far as, uh, you know, the, 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 the development stage of the crops. 
And, um, you know, I, it was, certainly we're going to play catch up here quickly. I'm, I'm hearing right across the prairies the moisture content is pretty good. We're getting the timely, uh, you know, rain. And uh, I'm encouraged. I, I like what I'm hearing from our customers about uh, where their crops are looking this early in the year. So, Bruce, how does someone contact you? Well, very simply, Jim, all they have to do is, is they can Google agdirecthail.com or call us toll-free, 1-855-686-5596. We've been at the online and direct model business now for seven years, and we're clearly the most trusted name when it comes to online hail insurance. Jim, to you and everyone at CKRM, thank you very much. We always appreciate you guys and your support. Bruce Lowe is the CEO of Ag Direct Hail. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions. The first name you should think of in the auction business, call 782-5999. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Recent rain over a good portion of west-central, northwest and north-central Saskatchewan is helping peas and lentils get off to a good start. Sherilyn Phelps is the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Agronomy Specialist. She notes in areas with surplus moisture, there is the potential for root rot. That's our ongoing issue that starts rearing its head about now. So we will see here probably shortly if there's any implications on the root rot side with some of this moisture. Phelps points out there are several types of root rot. Yeah, the root rots that we are normally faced with are the aphanomyces and the pea and lentil, which is usually the one that rears its, its head and needs moisture in order for it to kind of move to the roots and infect the plant. And it usually comes along with fusarium, so we often see the two together. And when the two together, it is like dynamite. We were fortunate enough last year at being a dry spring and, and quite dry going into later June that we didn't have too many incidents of some severe root rot. It's recommended that fields with aphanomyces not be seeded to peas or lentils for an eight-year period. Phelps says early weed spring has started in drier areas. Further south, where crops were seeded earlier and are up, there has been guys spraying, um, obviously when the weather allows. There was some delays with some of the burn-off options as guys are trying to get seed in the ground when they could, being that it was later seeding and then the crops came up quickly, so some of those burn-off options got either they didn't get them on because the crop came up too soon. In those cases, there is likely some earlier weed control going on in crop, and guys are trying to time it between these winds, which is a challenge. Sherlyn Phelps is the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Agronomy Specialist. The Food Grains Bank has paid tribute to a Saskatchewan farmer from Fisk about 335 kilometres northwest of Regina. Werner Zacharias passed away in 2017 and donated 190 acres of land near Fisk to be used each year to raise money for the Canadian Food Grains Bank and efforts to end world hunger. Last year, Fisk area farmers came together for the first time to plant, tend and harvest the wheat crop. The harvest produced nearly 45 bushels an acre and generated $20,000. The money was donated to Mennonite Central Committee Canada's account at the Food Grains Bank to provide families with emergency food assistance and help them learn to grow more food for themselves. This year, the Fisk Community Growing Project included lentils to provide support for families facing hunger in developing countries. Canadian Food Grains Bank is a partnership of 15 churches working together to end world hunger. 
Zacharias' son-in-law, Peter Jansen, says Werner and his parents came out of Soviet Russia with nothing, even losing his grandparents who were killed in the conflict there. And Werner felt he had been blessed coming to Canada and felt accountable for how he managed his blessing. Back in a moment. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollows Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose 210 at 436.48. Flax fell seven dollars at five twelve seventy nine. Number one red spring wheat gained a dollar eighty nine at two hundred twenty four dollars and five cents. The rest were unchanged. Durham two hundred sixty six dollars thirty nine cents per metric ton. Feed barley one ninety one seventy one. Lentils six hundred thirty eight dollars fifty cents. Oats two sixty four sixteen. Yellow peas two hundred fifty seven dollars and eighty nine cents per metric ton. Feed wheat, 172.88. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat fell 4 cents at 5.15 and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integritire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integritire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 9th. Our last regular sale was on May 27th. The butchered cattle market was pretty well back to normal. Hefferet sold from $1 to $1.20. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.94. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.84. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.23 to $1.37. We didn't have enough steers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but we did have a few heifers. 650 to 700 pound heifers averaged $1.67 and sold it to $1.81. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.65 and sold it to $1.89. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 124 to 157 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 head, selling in a range of 119 to 156 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 19 to 25 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 18 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3390. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.88 cents US. The value of the cutout appears to be stabilizing with day-over-day drops in value less intense than as seen earlier. But the move lower is still having an impact on the live hog prices for those contracts using a cutout component in their formulas. The pork cutout has not yet found its bottom. While producers typically see price strength in the summer, it should be noted that on average, prices usually peak in marketing week 25. So far, the high week of formula prices seen in 2020 was witnessed in marketing week 20, week ending May 16th, when uncoincidentally, the cutout was also at its peak. But even then, values were 5% lower than the five-year benchmark due to pressures from COVID-19 disruptions. 
The weekly export sales report released before trading this morning showed new net sales of 17,200 metric tons, which was a 1% drop relative to the previous week and completely in line with the five-year average volumes for this time of year. This is somewhat troubling as it could hint that China is indeed backing off on new commitments for now, who only took 2,600 metric tons for this reporting period. Physical deliveries were likewise reported lower. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Trump administration has awarded energy companies hundreds of breaks on payments for oil and gas extraction from U.S. lands and the Gulf of Mexico during the coronavirus pandemic. The temporary breaks on royalty and rental payments are intended to help companies with workforce problems or other issues after government-imposed shutdowns due to the pandemic-caused fuel demand to plummet worldwide. Critics argue the breaks on government fees are unnecessary industry handouts that in some cases are benefiting companies with histories of environmental violations or past failures to pay royalties. U.S. wholesale prices increased in May after three straight months of decline. The U.S. Labor Department says its producer price index, which measures inflation pressures before they reach the consumer, rose 0.4 percent in May. It was led by a 6 percent hike in the cost of food due to high demand from Americans staying at home and also because of lost production following COVID-19 outbreaks at food processing facilities. The cost of energy products such as gasoline rose 4.5 percent after three months of decline. Tyson Food Shares are down after the company said it's cooperating with the U.S. federal investigation into price fixing in the chicken industry. Arkansas-based Tyson said it was served with a grand jury subpoena in April 2019 from the U.S. Department of Justice. Tyson says it conducted an internal investigation and turned over information to the Department of Justice. Last week, four current and former executives at Pilgrim's Pride and Claxton Poultry Farms were indicted on charges of price-fixing as a result of the long-running investigation. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down more than 400 points, amid concern about the speed of the economic recovery from the pandemic and worries of a second wave of infection. The TSX Composite Index was down 446 points at 15,254. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 991 points at 25,998. The Canadian dollar traded for 73.84 cents U.S. compared with 74.68 cents on Wednesday. The July crude oil contract was down $3.24 at 36.36 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.